0: everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. For that to happen, it takes two things. We have to keep giving you guys really good content, and you have to help share our valuable message. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton.
1: Mitch, what's up? A lot. Yeah, a lot is up. I'm not sure about the new producer. Yeah, well... He's kind of a shithead. Yeah. He's kind of making noise while we're trying to do the show. He's ornery. We're trying to start the show 30 minutes from earlier, and he's just breathing in the mic and doing creepy-ass shit. Yeah. Bringing up t- topics of conversation. It's tough to get going. There you go. All right. So, Are we going to fire him, or so, is I, he going to stick around for a little while?
0: A it's a show-by-show contract. a
1: show-by-show contract. So we got... We got... Me is your host, Mitch. Mr. Mitchell Allen Smedley.
0: Oh, shit. Now they know the middle name.
1: I've said it before on the show, if you Uh, haven't noticed.
0: We got David Hilton as the co-host. And then behind the cameras and behind the microphone, we've got Austin. Hey, guys. Hey, Austin. What's up, man?
1: Nothing. Just doing some heartburn exercises over here. Yeah. I'm getting old. I'm like 30. (laughs) <laughs> what do you yeah. think it sounds like When someone beats someone's ass On Spotify Like there's no visual
0: It's probably a lot of like Juicy noises <laughs>
1: Like
0: <laughs> pops and like
1: <laughs> I'm 30 and I'm old And I feel bad And I've never worked construction Right so, pow. <laughs> Smacked in the mouth, Wait, open hand style.
0: I got a new workout routine that I'm considering doing, and it's pretty much gonna force Austin into having to do it with me. You gonna on make some your days, employees so, do gosh, it? No, but just Austin. You should. He's a little soft in the midsection. Yeah, it's we, probably it time we might, might we might have to loop him, him in, right? Riling him just up just with the schedule of how the day works. If I wanna cram in another little workout, Austin might have to join me on it. I like it. So go. Eat
1: it. I like it. We should do that goat yoga. Have your, you seen that? Your wife might. Uh... There's one on 150. I can't. <laughs> I, like every time I drive by, I see the sign. I'm like, what? It's not the a shoe wall with a goat. Goat yoga. Yeah. Stop it. We've done plumbing work at there at that place before. Oh, have you really? Yeah. What do you want to do? I want to go to goat yoga. They've and got some a...
0: fainting goats It's pretty funny First off <laughs> You just walk by them With all your plumbing tools And you're like Ah And they fall down First off Pygmy <laughs> pygmy fainting
1: goats Are hilarious Yeah They're freaking <laughs> hilarious They just go stiff-legged And fall over I tried to get Janine To let me get a few And she was like No Right We're no Remember the teacup pig sh- craze That was going around Yeah where would, And they're like They're yeah, screaming loud pig. Inside the house Yeah they're like this big And they're like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pooping everywhere Screw yeah. pigs
0: I mean not literally <laughs>
1: Uh, no but, comment. That's just, I mean, they're messy. You don't want to mess with a pork with your sausage. G- yes, <laughs>
0: that too. So we have we have derailed quickly,
1: very quickly. It's your fault. You brought it up, and you hired Austin. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. This is on you, dude. It is on me. This is on you. What do? We, uh, let me be the professional here.
0: Yeah. How about you, Mitch? What, get us on track. Uh, what are we gonna talk about today, my man? So today. We are going to talk about weakness.
1: Well, I have none, so I have no expertise to lend to this subject. Uh, I'm going to throw the bullshit flag on
0: that one. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about weakness. We're okay. going to talk about everyone's got weaknesses. We've got areas that we need to work on. And I'm going to get real and personal with you guys and talk about one of my biggest weaknesses and one of the areas that I need to work
1: on. So, oh,
0: man. Um, it can be pretty easy to work or to – it can be pretty easy for the listeners of this show to listen to us and think that we have it all figured out and we rarely make mistakes and everything works out pretty perfect in our lives.
1: Or think about, Or think of us as, oh, these guys think they have it all figured out. And they right. think they're on a high horse. And you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That, that's not who we are. And, we're and just, neither we're, of those we're, are true. No, we're just regular right. guys. Yeah. Just, you just know?
0: regular guys. So I drink um, too
1: much. I cuss too much. You know, I just, that's who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If, if, if you've listened to the show for more than five minutes, you know those yeah. things. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just you, you is. You know both of those. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. So, you know? So we can all improve in certain areas of our life. And that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Right, right. Uh, For me, I happen to be a really good problem solver when it comes to the analytical side of things. Um, I pride myself on identifying problems and then putting together a solution very quickly and very efficiently. I've literally built my career around this ability. Um, It doesn't matter if the problem was a tankless water heater or a sewer line or a water piping issue or a problem with an employee. Um, I find the source of the problem and I present options to fix the problem. Sometimes those options are to the customer. Sometimes they're to the employee. Um, In small business, it didn't matter if it was a payroll issue or a social media post or a compensation issue or an ethics issue. I had the ability to quickly identify the cause of a problem And then put together a solution or a resolution Um, one area where i have always struggled in my life is communication and understanding with my wife Um, we've been married coming up on 15 years here in like two months and um, we have both coped with and ignored my lack of ability to properly communicate and understand her for those whole 15 years Um, literally Almost every fight we've been in has been because sometimes a woman needs a certain kind of communication or a certain kind of understanding, and uh, I was not able to provide that. So sometimes they don't even want you to say anything. They just want you to put a hand on their leg and say, like, it's okay.
1: I'm Um, here for you.
0: Right. And meanwhile, I'm going crazy because I'm like, okay, you told me everything that's going on. I know exactly how to fix this problem, so let me tell you how to fix it. And sometimes they don't want to hear that. Sometimes they just want you to
1: yeah, be there, put for a them. hand on their leg and yeah. say,
0: I hear you, right?
1: Yeah. Now listen, sometimes women – I shouldn't say women. Men are like this too. They blow things out of proportion also. Yeah. Some women, they can deal with the fact and they can look at their own selves and say, hey – okay, my husband isn't good in this area. Right. And I know that he knows better, or I know that he cares for me. But then some women, they can't they can't see past that. They're like, no, this is what they should be doing all the time. Right. And we're not going to, like, jump into the ins and outs of, you know... Because, right. like, Janine, my Every, wife... Everyone's different. Like, my wife is... She's very passive-aggressive, and so she, like, if I screw up or whatever, or I'm, you know, not... Fifty percent of the time, she won't say anything, right? Because she just knows, you know. Right. That's just how I am. It, it's fine. Your wife is not like that, correct? Your wife is on your ass, it, like, like the next day. Yep. Like if one day goes by, she's on you. Yep. So I, I don't want to turn this into a Mitch bashing show. No, no. Even gosh, though, man. even though I think ninety percent of the time he's probably got it coming.
0: Yeah. Probably,
1: you know what I mean, right?
0: <laughs> well, you look at—I mean, you look at any argument you and I have had. It's because I'm very analytical and and, and very uh, oh yeah singular in direction, right? Yeah. So,
1: but I can I can stand back and go, okay, Mitch isn't getting riled up because he's mad at me or thinks he's better than me. He just thinks that he's right. Yeah. And I we we have had at least two arguments. Not on the show, but like before shows. pertaining to the show. We've been right? like, I've and I've just told him. I've literally one show. I told him before the show started. I said, "Do you realize how much of an arrogant asshole you are yeah. sometimes?" And he just looked at me. And this was when Marcus was the producer. He was Marcus was like, "What the fuck is yeah. happening?" Like you can see it in his face. And yeah. Mitch and I know, like we've known each other long enough that like Mitch knows I'm not trying to, you know, start a fight with him and right, you know right. or anything like that. But I'm just like, "Do you realize?" And he's like yeah sometimes yeah sometimes I do realize right, and that's what the whole point of this show is is being able to recognize when you're out of step and being able to get along with other people regardless of the situation, whether it be your wife, whether it be your employees, whether it be customers, you have to be able to recognize what's going on, yeah, yeah, um. Not to completely sidetrack you. No, you're fine. You're but fine. I knew that if I let you just keep going, I we would never be able to get back to that point right? of where right. that that was.
0: So, um, yeah, even to this day, I still struggle to identify those moments where my wife doesn't want me to fix her problem. She just wants me to listen and be there for her, right? So, uh. It's a, it's a huge struggle for me because I am so analytical and so black and white. And it's like, you present a problem to me, I'm going to present you a solution. Sometimes you don't want to hear a solution. You just want to gripe for a while, right? That's part of the grieving process or the venting process or whatever. So, um, now my wife and I don't fight often, right? Anybody who's been married for a while, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have disagreements and all this stuff. We probably have maybe two to four disagreements per year, right? Not very many fights either, um, when, uh, when we started this business, uh, my focus shifted dramatically on building the business, right? Um, little did I know this would even further highlight my weakness with my communication and understanding with my wife. Um, my MO in general is to identify things that are working and double down on those and then to retract away from things that either aren't working or aren't producing results, Right. So when we started clicking on a couple of cylinders in the business, I'm doubling down on those. And when the communication issues with my wife never really got better or worse, I kind of started retracting away from those, right? Um, So this is good for the business, right? It's building the business, but it's not all that great for the marriage. So, um, you know, here a couple of months ago, Um, I booked a trip to an event um, and for those that follow me on social media by the time this show airs It's going to be a week or two later But for those that follow me on social media You probably saw some of my posts of some of the speakers and stuff like that that I was going to see Um, The event was called the million dollar mastermind Uh, It was put on by a gentleman named ryan Stuman and the apex organization Um, And it was excellent Um, I was excited from from april booking this event i was super excited about the possibilities of what was going to come from this event the people that i were going to meet uh the connections that i was going to make the speakers that i was going to get to listen to uh, and everything else so it was literally on the front of my mind for like two straight months um the event brings together like 2500 to 3000 people many of whom are multi multi multi-millionaires they had a guy there worth 800 million dollars they had another guy there was worth like a certified billion dollars Um, and all of these people are like willing to pour all of the knowledge into you. So, um, you know, I was super excited to like get into some of these circles. Um, and remember the show where we talked about you becoming the sum of your friends? Oh yeah. So this was me trying to put myself in some multimillionaire circles, like on purpose, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to become the sum of my friends. Well, let's go, uh, Let's go make some new circles of friends so that I can help become the sum of those friendships, right? Um, So this was me looking for some higher level influence. Um, I thought that if I was successful enough in the business and then if I made enough money and if I provided well enough for my family that I could overcome any shortcomings I had in my marriage. Um, I was wrong. Let's so, talk
1: about that just for two seconds. Yeah. Cause what episode is it that we talk about? The issues of you cannot and listen, when we filmed that episode, mm-hmm. it was before any doubts that you had, not I shouldn't say doubts in your marriage, but any of the issues you're dealing with now. Right. Or before right. the show was on. You know, we had these the episode about your personal relationships at home with your wife and your kids and how those have to be put first. Right. And I'm calling you out. Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about this, but I'm calling it. So we did that show and literally we do that show. And then a month later, you're not doing those things we did on the show. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what and, And we've talked about this just a little bit, not, not in how this pertains to, to that episode, but just talked about, You know, Mitch and I are good friends. And so when he when I call him and he says, hey, you know, I'm having this issue and he tells me about it like I'm concerned. Right. You know, I'm like, hey, dude, you know, and and he'll just lay it out for me and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. You weren't doing those things. And that's why we're doing this episode, because it is a huge pitfall for people to start their company and then completely exonerate their family. Because it takes so much effort and so much time – exonerate was the wrong word – so much time and effort um, to make that company successful that it takes um, genuine – it takes – you literally have to stop, think, and plan about how you're going to use your time – Between the business and your family to make your entire life successful, not just one aspect. Right. And if you don't do those things, you know, like Mitch was saying at the beginning of the show, he's going to be real with you. If you don't do those things, you're going to have problems. Right. And you have to be prepared to face those problems.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and so, and this is by no means an excuse. This is an area that I have been aware of our entire marriage. We've coped with it our entire marriage, and I have. I, I still don't really possess the behaviors or the capacity that's needed to like win in this area. And so, this is why it's frustrating, right? And we'll get, get yeah. into this a little bit later. Oh, yeah,
1: we're gonna get into so it. So,
0: this isn't me, um, not walking the walk or not doing what I preach or anything else.
1: No, of course not.
0: Th- this is this is an example to show all of our listeners that we're human and we fuck up too.
1: Right. 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 That's why I bring that up. Is it, you know, we talk about all the time on the show. We're regular guys. We are regular guys. Yeah. We're, I mean, we don't get money from the show. We have jobs just like all y'all. We have struggles that we have with our wives, with our kids, you know, true family situations. And that's why we do this show because we think that, When you can sit down and talk about those things with someone that's close to you and then share those things on the show with other people, you can help them. Right. You can literally say, hey, dude, don't – when you go to work, if you have a close friend there and you need to talk to them about your relationship at home with your wife, do it. Right. It can help you later. Right. And that's what we're doing on this show right now.
0: Right. Right. So the night before. I'm supposed to leave for this big trip that I've been crazy excited for for two months. Um, I failed yet again at an opportunity to understand and communicate properly with my wife. Um, uh, we were having a, converse, a conversation where she was expressing um, some anxieties that she was having. And in a moment where she just needed me to put a hand on her leg and say, I'm sorry. I'm here for you. I went into fix it mode and I'm trying to fix it. And uh that was the wrong way to approach it, right? And so she again, we've danced around this idea for a while. She finally called me out on it and she lost her temper and uh you know, things escalated pretty quickly. So we we ended up having the biggest argument we've ever had in our 15 years of marriage. Um, and I have never, ever been more upset in my life than I was that night. Um, and I've, I mean, I've had a lot of times to be really upset, but I was never upset more than that night. Here's the crazy thing. I wasn't upset at her. As the argument went on, I became more and more upset at myself. I was hearing her bring up point after point after point that were fucking right, like dead on accurate. She was basically... Calling me out. Right. And it hurts. It hurts to get called out on, um, on, on, on something that, you know, you're failing in, Right. And, and it hurts to know that you're failing. And, and probably what hurt the most was, I still don't know what, right. Even to this day, here we are a week later, I don't know what right looks like in that area. Like, well, I know what right looks like. I don't know how to get there.
1: You don't know how to recognize those things before they happen, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I've got some notes about. Yep. You know, people's personalities are different. We'll we'll get into it.
0: Yeah. Here in a minute. So you know that night.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, in general, I'm a very even keel guy. I rarely ever lose my temper. Even Steven Mitch. Yeah.
1: That's who Mitch is.
0: I lost it that night. I mean. I lost control of all of my emotions and and so I was leaving in the morning anyway to go on this trip and for a few minutes I'm like well screw it I'll just leave a night early like I'll go grab a hotel by the airport and just you know I just wanted to get out of the house so I storm upstairs to the room where we keep all of our luggage in and as I'm uh, walking down the hall I knew I'm getting ready to make a mistake right like you don't want to storm out of the house right Um, and, and, and all, while all this going on, we've, we've got two boys. Um, one boy, our oldest boy is actually off at the farm right now. Um, uh, her, my my wife's dad has a farm in central Missouri and he's, my oldest boy has been there for a couple of weeks. Um, my youngest boy, however, is here in the house and he's getting to hear all of this stuff, right? So that's a problem. Number two is Doing all of this to be honest,
1: that's probably not that's probably problem number one
0: it's yeah yeah, well, and there's good as, in,
1: as parents as parents and parents that are on the outside looking in that's problem number one
0: yeah and and there's good sides and bad sides to it. it's not horrible for your kids to see you argue right like there's it's, it's well,
1: it' it depends on what kind of argument it is
0: it does it, yeah I mean,
1: and if you keep your cool or not right so which we which I know did not have right <laughs> So not to make light of the situation, but I'm, I'm
0: walking down the hall to where we keep the luggage. And I knew, I knew I'm getting ready to make a mistake. Right. And I knew I left. If I left, I would regret it forever. And so now I'm becoming even more mad because I'm losing my ability to like, even make good decisions. Right. So, uh, now I'm so mad that I'm like losing control of my actions and keep in mind, I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at myself. um, So I opened the door to the spare bedroom where we keep the luggage. And for some reason, as I opened that door, I just lost like control of everything. I don't know what happened. Something about opening that door just pissed me off. And in a moment of weakness, I started punching the door. And
1: (laughs) I laugh because like Mitch is so, uh, I don't know the right word. He is so under control all the time. Like Um, almost
0: creepily under
1: control. Yeah, it is creepy. Like he is he is always Mister by the book, cross the Ts, dot the Is. I, on the other hand, have punched so many doors. I couldn't even tell you how many doors I've punched. Right. You know that's just that's who I am. That's how I grew up. Listen, it was wrong. It's okay. I know that you don't have to like dope people in our our email. Like Dave, you're a douche. Yeah, an ass. Yeah, I know. Right. Okay, but for I'm laughing because for me to see Mitch or hear Mitch tell like. He calls me the other day, or no, I called you, and you called me back, and we were talking about it. Like, I could feel the angst in his voice. Like, he's telling me, he's embarrassed that he's done this. Yeah. Like, and doesn't want to tell me about it. And the whole time, I'm thinking, dude, I've fucked up more doors and more drywall. But, like, for him, it's a whole nother level. Right. Like, this is not who Mitch is. No. Mitch is, dude, it's good. Like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. So yeah, then, I, you know, it's fine. And yeah. then fucking it goes off the rails. You're coaching I, him through his first door. <laughs> yeah, I'm coaching him <laughs> through his his first I uh, you know, and I won't get into that.
0: So I <laughs> and I just didn't punch it once. I punched it over and over and over. So, Which is
1: funny 'cause I we saw it on the in here, it looks like there's like a one little dent just for those of you that, you know, are, we should take a video of it, has, put it he on he YouTube. We, we should
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I got good aim. I hit it in the same spot. <laughs> that's what it is.
1: It's there's no hole through it. <laughs> so there's a hole
0: through one side. Uh, hollow corridor.
1: Hollow corridor. You made it through one half.
0: Yeah, 190 dollars later,
1: seen... I had to order another one. Do yeah. Does like come to my house? Show me all the Have doors. Have you seen that one uh, episode where? Um, who's the wrestler with the mohawk? He was in a team. He's a UFC Mr. fighter. T. No, the guy that's a UFC fighter that plays him. Oh, I have no clue. Black guy. Huge. Anyways... He he's on an episode of Ridiculousness, and they show him getting mad, and he punches a door, and it it breaks in half, and then he grabs it and yanks it off the hinges and throws it on the ground. Yeah. Like when you told me that, I was like, dude, this doors gonna be fucked up. <laughs> well, in all fairness, you our, our doors control? are not some super cheap ass do- like these doors ain't cheap, right? I'm, They're not solid core doors. I'm only I'm only <laughs> busting your balls to lighten up the show a little bit.
0: But they ain't cheap ass doors either. They ain't they ain't doors like what well, we used to be in our. Duke I'll tell you that
1: <laughs> those things were balsa wood yeah you could shut it hard and the door handle would fall off
0: <laughs> so like I, I don't know how many times I punched it but I knew like as I'm punching it over and over and over I'm like actually having a you're thought, thinking like, don't
1: punch again well, stop. yeah I'm stop. like
0: I should stop and I might break my hand I'm not sure right yeah so then I stop and now there's a hole in my door and now my hand's all bloody, right? And been there. <laughs> so is Daniela just sleep at this point? Just... Oh God, no. Oh no. no she's it's... in the,
1: she's probably screaming at him down. She the was hall. at the
0: base of the stairs. Okay. So yeah. like
1: this motherfucker. Punch my door. So she's like, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> I, I get done. Okay. That's enough busting Mitch's ass. I get done punching
0: this door and then here's the sobering moment. My son walks in the room. Ah. Uh. And so now I've, like, really fucked up, right? Yeah. Now, this is my younger son. And my younger son has some anger issues, right? So my son, who's supposed to be learning strength and resilience from me. Yeah. And patience and understanding. Oh,
1: it's a humbling moment.
0: Yeah. What the fuck did I just teach him, mm, right? Not good. So what lessons is he going to learn from listening to this argument and then seeing his dad lose 100% control? What do he say? So.
1: What do you say? Did you say something? We'll
0: get to that. Okay. I didn't end up leaving that night, right? My son comes in the room. I freeze. I pause. I stop. We sit on the couch. My 10-year-old son is actually calming me down, right? Now-
1: Like, Dad, it's cool, man. Relax, bro. He's
0: got anger issues. We've worked with him a ton on how he can calm himself down when he gets upset. That's good. He's literally flipping the script on me- And using all of those exercises back on me to get me to calm down.
1: I can't tell if that's good or if your 10-year-old son's smarter than you.
0: Uh, It's probably both. Yeah. So, um, I sat in a spare bedroom on the bed and talked with my son for like 40 minutes. My 10-year-old son got me to calm down. Nice. Right? At a time where my emotions were flaming out of control, my son was able to extinguish all of those flames. Nice. Um... My wife and I slept in separate beds that night, right? I can count on about two fingers in 15 years the number of times that we have not slept in the same bed. Sometimes
1: Janine just goes and sleeps on the couch because I'm like kicking her in my sleep. Yeah. But, you know.
0: Um, I didn't sleep much. Obviously, she didn't sleep much, right? So I woke up early the next morning and I went to the bed that she was in and you know, I, I do want, so one of the things I do is if I, if I'm encountering a problem, especially towards the evening, I'll always sleep on it. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is like legit or not, but I feel like I have the ability to control my thoughts and my sleep. And so I can like somewhat structure what I'm going to be dreaming about. So it allows me to like, think about things overnight. And this isn't like,
1: like, I'm not going to say that's crazy, but I've never heard like, that some, before. It's like Charles Xavier from the X-Men type.
0: Well, no, it'll be like I, if I'm encountering any problem whatsoever and I can't figure it out, like I'll be thinking about that problem all the way through until I go to bed. And then it'll be one of those weird random things where I'll wake up at 2 a.m. to go use the bathroom, and I'll have to like grab my phone because I've now got the answer, right? So, that's like, weird. I've been thinking about it all night long. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. So... I- here I've been thinking about this. Argument. I can't
1: tell if I'm jealous and that's cool, or if that's just really weird.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it.
1: I mean, people say all the time, sleep on it. Right. You know, and I do. Right. Like, if it's a big, it, first off, if it's a big decision for me, I never make rash decisions. Right. I try. I try to give it three to four days, if I can, five days, and really think it out. Yeah. Because then, like, I'm an emotional person. If three or four days go by, those emotions that have to do with the situation have completely faded and you, I can be more analytical, you know, maybe that is a real thing. Yeah. Sleep on it. a you know, certain people can just be like, okay, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to go to sleep and think about it.
0: Right. So, you know, I woke up way early, way early Four. like
1: crazy. Three, ass. Three AM or four AM or something. Well,
0: and Danielle and, didn't
1: get up till 10. So that's a long wait. Right.
0: <laughs> and, and so I go to the bed that she's in and, uh, you know, it was way too little, way too late, but I laid next to her. I put my hand on her. I told her I'm sorry. You know, I told her it would be okay.
1: Now. First off, at 3 a.m., she's unconscious.
0: No, oh gosh, no. Oh, she was I mean, up? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Not after an argument. So, she probably um, had only been asleep for an hour. <laughs> she probably stayed up.
0: If that. Yeah. Right. So, I got a lot of work to do. Um, I got to figure out how to pick up on her signals a lot better, right? And to be able to identify uh, her body language and read her a lot better so that that way I can learn to understand uh, her on a level that I've never seen before. Um, I can't fix this like I fix everything else in life. You know, everything else in life, it's like problem, solution, problem, solution. Um, Even Even like personalities, right? It's still personalities at work where there's no love there's no 15 years of history and children together type of relationship so i can't you know even even with personalities at work it's still problem solution problem solution but for some reason picking up on the cues with my wife is is tough right so
1: um that's not just a problem with your wife when it comes to <clears throat> people People have different personalities. Mitch's personality is that of a problem-solving personality. Right. Okay. So when Mitch goes to sell a job to someone, he is just giving them the analytical side of, okay, this is the problem. This is how we fix it. These are the different things. And that comes across to people as confident. He knows what he's talking about. Okay. Other types of of salesmen have a personality like more like mine like i can if i want to be i can just go in and be friends with anyone you know what i mean my personality is more of the type of i can read you i know what you're thinking i know what you need Right. In in Not everyone. I'm not going to say it's 100%, but, you know, in, in 80% of the people I meet, I almost can immediately read them right. and just know how they are. Right. And that's just my personality. Okay. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's just how I am. Now, when it comes to – I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert or anything. My wife and I have been married 18 years. Okay. I can read her. Right. Like, do I still make mistakes? Of course I do. Do I not say the right thing? Of course not. Okay. But I can look at her and think and or, or listen to her and think, okay, the, this is what she needs at this moment." right you know and, and in salesmanship, it's the same thing, right? You know we always talk about trying to bring the show to business and mm-hmm. you know things like that for so, there are faults in both of those, right In mitch's, there's a, a fault with dealing with his home life. And his wife, right. You know, to a certain extent with me, it's a fault in, I don't have the, I would say gumption and go to as much as Mitch does in running a company that has more people. He can, it's easier for him to set his feelings aside and say, Hey, I've got 10 employees and I have to set my feelings aside and these three dudes got to go. Right. Like it's harder for me. Like if I have to set three guys aside and say, Hey, you're all fired. I take it deeply personal. Right, like it changes who I am, you know what I mean, right because i I know those guys, I'm friends with those guys, yeah, you know, and where I'm going with this is
0: you're you, connected you, with people on a more emotional level than I am. You're yes. more in tune with their emotions than I am.
1: yeah, but where I'm going with it is you if you're going to be a business owner, you need to, no matter what type of personality you are, you need to be able to recognize that. And try to step out of yourself and deal with it. Right. If you're Mitch's, is it easier for business? Yes. Is it harder for home life? Yes. Fuck yes. (laughs) Okay. If you're more like me, is it harder for business life? Yes. Is it easier for home life? Yes. Right. Okay. If you need to get, and Mitch and I have talked about this before, if you need to get serious help with your mental evaluation or you need to get some therapy therapy. To help you in either one of those situations, right. you should do it. Right. Okay, don't be – we just did an episode, was it, like two episodes ago, we talked about, um, you know, being able to go get therapy and, and deal with your episode. emotions and mental health. Episode number 35. This is the same thing. Right. Okay, and we're not trying to just, oh, hey, they, they're they just trying to pump this mental health. No, that's not what we're talking about. This happened to Mitch last week. Right. And we talk on the show all the time that we're just regular guys.
0: This happened about 3 days before the episode on mental health dropped.
1: Yeah. Literally. This this is this is things these are things that we all deal with on a daily basis. And all of this mantra of mental health in the media and you know they're trying to get you to do this, they're trying to get you to do that and you're like, "Eh, you know what, you know what? No, really. You should get some help. If if you're if if there's an outlet for you to get that help, you should get it." Right. Okay, don't right. just don't just push it aside. Right. You know, it's it's hard for Mitch in one area, it's hard for me in another, it's hard for another guy in this area. Yep. Don't don't let your home life suffer because you can be a great businessman. Right. Okay, right. don't let your kids life suffer because you can be a great business. There has to be a balance. And we talked about this in the first few episodes. If there is no balance and you're not happy, it ain't worth a fuck. Okay, because guess what? When we all die, you're dead. It doesn't matter. What you've left behind is not money and fortune. The things that people remember are your relationships. Yeah. How you treated your wife, how you treated your kids, how you treated your grandkids, your great grandkids, you know, people that you were friends with. How happy you were. Those are what people remember. And when people always talk about, oh, legacy this and legacy that, and I left my kids $10 million. Do I want to do that? Of course I do. I that's a great dream of mine. Right. But what I want most is for them to remember who I was. Right.
0: Right. And and how you made them feel. Right? People will yeah. people will forget yeah. what you said.
1: Yeah. People will
0: forget any amount of money you've given them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Right? <clears throat> so um Fast forward through the rest of the day here. I'm leaving to go to the airport and go on this event, right? This all happened literally the night before I'm going to this event. Well, one of the speakers at this event, his name is Ed Milet. Um, He's a very popular guy. Um, If you don't know who he is, look him up because he's pretty badass. Um, So he's speaking at this event. And literally the day before all of this happened, he released a new book called The Power of One More and um for some reason i i don't know why i'm like i need this book i didn't even really know exactly what it was about i had a vague idea but i'm like i i need this book so barnes and nobles on my way out of town so i call them up and i'm like hey do you have this book and they're like nope we don't have any more so there's another barnes and noble on the way to the airport so i call them up and they're like we have one more Ironically, the book's called The Power of One More, right? They literally have one left. Um, there's three Barnes & Nobles in the KC Metro area, and they're the only one left in town. Is the
1: one in Independence still there?
0: No. Mm-mm.
1: No, okay. It's so,
0: Bob's Furniture. Yeah. Um, so I go, uh, I stop by this other Barnes and & Noble. And I keep in mind, I didn't think about this until I'm like on the road to go to the airport. So I stop by this Barnes and & Noble and get this book, and uh, it ends up causing me to miss my flight to texas um now you see you didn't tell me that the other day yeah
1: is so, it because you knew i'd make fun of you or
0: no i don't know so <laughs> uh thankfully i caught another flight that was leaving like an hour later so it was no big deal um Got so blicky. now now it's friday it's the first day of the event um i get up at 5 a.m because they had organized kind of like a group workout for people before this event you know of a course lot of, you did yeah <laughs> So I get up at 5 a.m. and First I work off, out.
1: let me just say, if I go out of town on a Friday and I have no wife and no daughter, I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Like I'm going to get up at, you know, 6, wired. 7. I'm going to have some coffee. I slept in. I got maybe up at some, 5 instead of 4.30. Maybe some breakfast, you go know. Back to sleep. Hit the up. slots. Oh, wait. You weren't in Vegas. Nope.
0: <laughs> I slept in 30 minutes. I got up at 5. So, there's a large group of people that were organized to kind of work out together before this event. A lot of business owners work out, you know. So, um, I joined up with the group. Again, the whole reason I came down there was to immerse myself in this group of people. Well, I'm in this group, and I'm kind of surprised at, like, how many couples there are. Like, there's literally, like, 120 people in this outdoor workout session, and Uh probably – I don't know, 40 or 50 of them were couples.
1: I don't know what you're going to say, but like, did that make you think you should have took your wife with you?
0: No, she would never come to an event like this. Okay. Ever. ever. So it did just. You,
1: did it, you ask her if she wanted to go?
0: No, I don't do even think need that, to
1: ask. Do you think that maybe you, at looking back at all of the situations we've talked about, do you think that maybe you should have asked? Even, no,
0: even if she you, wouldn't want to go.
1: Even if you knew she didn't want to go, do you think you should have asked her? Nope. The answer is yes. The correct answer we're, Dude we're talking about this on the show yeah. The correct answer is yes you should have asked well, her Well see
0: here's my analytical mind I know she's going to say no so I wouldn't even ask
1: That's the whole fucking point of what I'm saying and you've, compla- <laughs> and
0: you've missed the point until I've said it four times This is how much work I have to do
1: That's why I bring it up And right. that's why I say it. you should have fucking asked her Right even so, if you knew even if you guys if you know your wife is going to say no no matter what the fuck the situation is you ask her anyway Okay you ask her anyway
0: in full transparency
1: you ask her anyway
0: There was another event similar ish to this you like you ask every two time prior.
1: You ask every time I know So you're still trying to make an excuse you ask anyway I'm trying to help you grow it's man It's
0: not an excuse it's a reason right
1: same fucking difference, bro. <laughs> so, you ask There was a anyway. similar event
0: in Tampa like two months prior, and I wanted to go to that one. And, and we weren't <laughs> – like we were crazy busy at work at this time. Like it didn't make sense at all to go, but I wanted to go. And I was texting with her and saying like, hey, there's this event going on, and I know it doesn't make sense to go right now, but I really want to go. And it's in Tampa. Like you want to go somewhere warm for a while? And she was like – she looked at the like outline or whatever for all the event, and she's like um, – no. But if you want to go by yourself, have at it. <laughs> yeah. So she just doesn't like the whole business
1: You ask anyway. Thing. I know. You ask anyway. We're we're watching noted... We are watching Mitch's personal growth on this show. On right this show, now.
0: right? Well that's you the whole ask... reason we're talking about this,
1: right? You ask anyway. So um... He's still in denial. Like literally I can <laughs> see his eye roll, even though they're not really. he's like, Man, this motherfucker's just gonna keep peppering me. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna keep peppering you. You ask anyway,
0: man. So there's a lot of couples at this workout thing, right? And I'm, I, I just, I didn't really think much of it, but I recognized it. So then here's where it gets a little wild. The first three speakers, the event kicks off on Friday. The first three speakers of this event literally spent their entire time talking about how important their relationship was with their spouse. Were They all resounded that your business will suffer if your marriage is suffering. And and they all talked about how their businesses were failing or remained stagnant until they got their relationship in order. And once they got their relationship clicking on all cylinders, their business just, like, to the moon.
1: Can I ask you a question? What? So you hired the first three guys, <clears throat> and then you have another gas vehicle, right, that's ready to go or no?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm ready to hire somebody else.
1: And, like, ready to rock and roll. And you've got the EV for yourself. Yep. Do you think that after you hired that third guy, that your business has been stagnant? I know it's a no, no, very no. short sample. I no, I, this is no judgment, right? Do you think that since then your business has been stagnant, or I shouldn't say stagnant? Has it just been steady and not growing? The reason I bring it up because the first three guys, your growth rate was this. Do you think that your growth rate's still been at an angle like this? Yeah. Or do you think it's been more like this?
0: No, no, no. Or we're do you think it's we're been still more like this. Growing a lot. Okay. Right. So just
1: a, I was just asking. Yeah. And
0: and also too, you this bring is that up. this is a small sample size, right? So yeah. these these people that are were speaking, you know, they, they were in business for, you know, twenty and twenty five years. So um and, and they spent the first four or five years in their businesses probably growing. But struggling in their marriage, and then once they solved their marriage issues and got that under control, well, then their business like took off like a rocket, right, doubling and tripling in size year after year after year so
1: well, it's easy for that when you When you have someone on your team that is putting in the same effort that you are, it's like having yeah two people. Doing one job. Yeah, everyone's rowing in the same direction. So you should get double the effort. Right. And double the progress. Right. Right.
0: So here, two months prior, I booked this trip to learn how to set my business on fire and, like, get it to just take off. And I didn't even realize the universe had different plans for this trip. So two months prior, as I'm booking this trip thinking it's for business, this trip ends, ends up being, like, a relationship experience, right? So... Uh, and now, three speakers into the first day, I'm like, all right, I see how this is working. So, um, um, the I mean, speaker after speaker after speaker talked about how your relationship with your spouse is more important than your business and get that in order first. Um, I mean, just it, it continued and continued. And see, I'm a, a really analytical guy. So I see a problem and I recognize a direct and clear solution. And so I go for it. And I understand customers really well, and I understand how to serve them really well. So, um, I mean, we recently had a show on difficult conversations, and we even mentioned that, like, what works in business doesn't work in the home. Well, I got the business part nailed down. I still struggle with the home side of things. Right. So um, there's there's something different about the home life that just makes it difficult for me. I don't know what it is. So um, the— Well, you know what it is. Well, I know what but it is. But you don't is. know how I, to fix it. I don't know how to fix it, right? I don't right. possess those traits. Everything in the business side of things comes so natural and easy to me. It's just like clockwork, right? Yeah. So you get into the home relationship side of things, and that one uh, – the, the ability to be empathetic, to, to recognize areas where I have to be empathetic and not be preachy with my solutions yeah, is tough, right? Yeah. So – um, you know, this this argument was big enough that I'm not hundred percent confident we're gonna recover from it. Right? Sure you will. It's it's possible we don't.
1: Let's let's be honest. If you can see a problem and then are able to even if you can't personally see how to fix it you're smart enough and people are smart enough to know that i need to get help to fix the problem right to change who i am right okay 9 times out of 10 it's going to be successful yeah okay and now the the where people where people have fault is they see a problem they know what the solution is and they refuse to do anything about it right if you put in this this goes with business And with your spouse and everything, if you refuse to accept a solution or to even try to get to a solution, you're going to fail every time. Yeah. But if you can try and put the effort in and maybe only get halfway there, it's still a success. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, that's all that your spouse wants.
0: Right. Yeah, sometimes success isn't necessarily winning. Sometimes success is just the fact that you didn't give up,
1: right? Effort. We talk about effort all the time. We had that thing when, I'll be honest again, on the stupid show I cried when I was talking about Layla and her little team, and they realized that effort is what they were able to control and take over. No matter how old we get, I would say... The older we get, the harder it is for us to learn that we have to be able to change our own ways and put the effort in to be better, Right. to better our situation and our lives. Right. And that's no matter what. That that doesn't matter if it's with your kids, with your business. I've said this on this exact episode three times or with your wife. It doesn't matter. You have to be able to put that effort in. Right. Okay. If you go to your wife, if you were to go down here to downstairs to Danielle right now and say, "Babe, I'm going to give you 100% max effort to make it better, and I just need your help to get there." Whether you think I need to go to therapy, or you think we need to do this, or you think we need to do that, you have 100% mended that relationship at that given moment. Right. As long as you followed through with what you said you were going to do.
0: Right. And and all of that has been done. Right. So and and that's the easy part is to say like I'm gonna do whatever it takes that's to That's not to the fix easy that part.
1: part. The, it's not easy to say I was wrong and I'm a jackass. Well it right. It seems You're like right. it seems like so from an analytical person, it seems easy to say those things, but to mean those things Right that's the hard part If you mean those things You're going to do those things
0: Yeah And and so That's all been said And that's all been meant too It wasn't just said And if you follow you know, For the if, bullshit And
1: if you follow through with it right. I, I am 100% I'm not 100% convinced I'm not going to bullshit you I'm 90% convinced yeah. That you guys aren't going to have any problems And the, I've known both of you For, for fucking 20, 20 years, years right. Well I've known Danielle for 20 I've known you for 27, 30 right. I don't even fucking know how long it's been but I know that I, I've i seen a lot of my friends get divorced, and I've seen a lot of my friends have relationship issues um, and either get close or go to therapy and get it fixed or when, when both parties are...
0: Refusing a, to give up.
1: Yeah, have agreed to, we're not going to give up And we're going to see it through. We know a guy who his wife ran around on him two different times for a long period of time. And And he refused to give up. I'm going to be honest. I told him, dude, what the, get the fuck out of there. And he didn't. And they're still together now. Right. Okay. Because he was able to set aside his, his analytical side and be like, hey, look, I'm in it. Yeah. This is where we're fucking at. And I'm just going to, you can do it. Right. Okay. I mean, you can do it. You just, when both sides decide, Hey, we're going to do it together. And you know, you just said it on the talking about business. When you get your spouse on board with the business, it's the same as your personal relationship with your spouse, your business relationship with them. Your business takes off, right? Your personal relationship takes off. If you can work with someone that is your teammate in business your marriage relationship is going to be stronger also. Right. Because you are you are even more connected yep. than you were just in your marriage. Right. I right. just said a whole lot of different stuff there. but You did. I mean, you know what I mean? It just, you have to be connected with your spouse and be on the same page. Right. It, it, and even if you're not having problems, say you have this, uh, I'll just give you an example right now. Janine and I have some extra money that we're trying to, You know we've talked about this off the show, but like where are we going to put it? We haven't made a decision, but I know that if I made a decision with that money, without her, even if later she was like, "Yeah, I was fine with it," it's not the right decision. Right. We have to be on board together, one hundred percent, and decide we're going to do this for it to be successful. Right. It's just it. It's just that's part of being married. And listen. For all of our, if we have gay listeners out there, I have gay friends. Your partner, your whoever, don't think that we're like, you know, oh, husband, wife. Uh, no, doesn't no, matter. Partner. If you are not together, it's not going to happen. Right. Okay. So right. be together in what you're, what you're doing. Right. So doesn't matter.
0: I, uh, you know, I had already made commitments that I was going to do whatever it takes to learn. How to understand her better and learn how to read her and then respond appropriately, right? And then I get down to this conference and I realize, holy cow, this conference and the people that are in this conference might be part of the solution. So it's all, it's all lining up, right? Call it whatever you will. Call it, you know, God's plan. Call it the universe working in mysterious ways or whatever the case may be. Um, but, um... The uh, the the book that I bought, the author of the book that I bought, uh, Ed Milet, he's speaking at this conference, right? Giant Stadium. Uh, it holds probably 4,000 people. There's 3,000 people in attendance to this conference. He's speaking on stage for like an hour and a half. And you could hear a pin drop in this stadium. Like the guy's got such an amazing message. And the, the, the ultimate, you know, five-second summary of his message is uh, basically trying to achieve one more moment of anything, right? If, if your father was dying and you could have one more moment with them, what would you do? Um, if, you, if you knew you were going to lose your kid and you could have had one more moment with them, what would you do, right? And so it's it's basically living your life under the premise that this might be your one more moment. And so um,
1: – Or your last.
0: Or your last. Yeah. Right. And so um, – and then kind of from like a third-person perspective of like, take yourself out of the situation if you could have one more moment or if you could change it what would you do right yeah um and then he he turns it a little bit to to okay if you're willing to think about it that way then be proactive on the front end and do one more right if if you're working out and you're doing 10 reps go ahead and do 11
1: yeah i always try to do two more Right. Like if I'm doing sit ups, I try to do five. If I'm doing push ups, try to do two.
0: Right. You know. If you if you have dinner with your parent like let's say your parents aren't super close to you and you have dinner with your parents like once a month. So that would be, you know, twelve times a year. Try to make it thirteen. Try to try to find one more opportunity in all of those scenarios. Yeah. So in, in full disclosure, I'm only about three chapters into his book so I don't really know how it's all going to shake out yet so I'm not going to act like I do I mean I just bought it for this trip and I was reading it on the plane uh, down there a little bit and on the plane back and that was it um, so um, as I'm at this trip I realized this trip is more about relationships than it is about business um, that's business... what business is really about yeah you're right you're right so um, I come home from this trip So, well, and on top of all this, uh, one of the people we got to meet on this trip was David Goggins. And if you, like, I shouldn't have to tell you to look him up, but if you don't know who he is, look him up. Um, You're going to be like, holy fuck, when you look him up. (laughs) So
1: I didn't know who he was when Mitch told me. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't know.
0: So I, uh, um, they, they had like a question and answer, period. And I didn't get up to ask questions, but there were enough people to ask questions. Like, anything I wanted to ask him was probably asked anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and the guy's just got some amazing advice because he's overcome some insane adversities in his life. Like, insane, right? Well, this guy's, like, the hardest motherfucker on the planet. And, and I'm not exaggerating. Like, if, if you know who I'm talking about, you'll, you're probably nodding your head listening to this podcast. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Google him, and you're going to be like, holy fuck, that guy's the hardest motherfucker on the planet. So they, they were asking him, like, how do you work through your wife's support with this? Right. And, um, you know, cause he's doing all these crazy hard things and it takes a powerful woman to be able to stand behind a man that's going to go do all these crazy hard things. And, and he's like, yeah, you got to pick the right one. You got to pick one that's going to support you through all this crazy hard shit. And, and you got to pick one that's going to know that you like this is your passion and you're going to do all this hard shit and they're going to be supportive. Right. And here I'm going to go look all this hard shit in the face and figure it out and analyze it and everything else. And that changes your relationship with your wife. And so I don't have a typical, like he's, he's saying this to the group. He's like, I don't, you know, his relationship with his wife's a little bit different than most because he's like so hard in other areas of his life that it kind of changed. Like he's not crazy soft with his wife either. So it kind of changes things, right? Well, then there's this one guy that gets up and asks the question. And he's like, hey, I'm wanting to really grow up in my business and I'm really wanting to grow as a person and I don't quite have all my wife's support. And my wife and I, the the farther I grow and develop in business, um, my wife and I are kind of falling away. And it's almost like we're growing apart from each other and all this stuff. And David Coggins is like, he asks a couple of questions. He's like, are you good to her? And he says, yep, I'm the best, you know, never do anything wrong, you know, never, never going out on her or anything like that. And he's like, uh, you know, he asked the like qualifies a guy, like, are you committed to doing better than you can wherever you are? And he's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, fucking leave her. Like, like he's that hard with it that he's just like, (laughs) he's like, if you want to go all in in your business, you got to have a wife that supports you. And so like, so here's a personality that's, mentoring all these people and he flat out says like if you don't have that support role in your house leave it right because if if you're that committed to your business you're going to need all the support you can and the most support comes from the person in your house right so if, if you don't have that then be gone and so again yet another person whose focus of the conversation shifted towards their relationship with their spouse and and the strength of that relationship resulting in their abilities to succeed as an individual, right? So um
1: I want to say something about that. Right. So you stand up and you get married, right? Mm-hmm. And you take a vow that no matter what happens, we're going to be together. Right. And then you make have a business. And then the business grows and then you've chosen to Divorce your wife because you want your business to be more successful than your marriage. No, no, this isn't. That's don't,
0: and, don't think of it like the business side don't, of things.
1: Let me finish. All right, if that's what you said and that's what he told that guy, you you can never whether the, whether it's your personal life or business, you can never go back on your word. Of what you said you were going to do. Right. So if you told your wife you were going to be there for her no matter what, okay, and she said, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. Right. You have to work that out. Yeah. You cannot just say, no, I'm leaving you because I'm choosing this business over you. Right. You figure it the fuck out. Right. So So – if I would have been at that show, and he'd have told me that, I'd told him to shut his fucking mouth
0: well let me let me give you a little bit more context this particular there were two people that asked questions directly about their spousal support, right This particular guy was wanting to grow he wasn't growing his business he was wanting to further grow and develop as a person, right He was wanting to be the absolute best version of himself possible. And he was very upfront with his, his wife was wanting to take whatever life had to offer and not pursue getting better each day and just was wanting to be very, very relaxed, right? So part of marriage is growing with each other, right? And and he was, the, the way that he was explaining it was, my wife doesn't want to be any better person today than the day we got married. And they had been married, like, I want to say, like, 12 or 13 years or something like that so not a short time but not an insanely long time right 12 or 13 years nothing to laugh at but um, as he is growing and developing and becoming a better person his wife was still wanting to be the same person she was 12 or 13 years ago when they got married and so that's the situation where he said like fuck it She's she's choosing to not grow and develop she is choosing to remain stagnant And as humans, it's your natural goal to evolve and grow, right? There's another guy.
1: So uh, let me respond to that part. So when he got married, that's where she was. That's where he agreed to meet her. He moved on. She didn't. Right. Technically, the contract is still back here, not forward. Correct. Correct. I'm not... I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't move on. Right. But I'm saying you shouldn't take advice from a motherfucker that doesn't know exactly what's going on in your situation. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah. In, in, in a five-line sentence or a six-line, yeah. and a guy tells you you should divorce your wife, first off, that motherfucker shouldn't be saying that. Okay? Yeah. His His correct answers should have been, you guys probably need to go to counseling and if through counseling you guys can't work it out maybe you guys need to separate right okay i don't give a fuck how hard hard quote unquote a motherfucker is right that is not the right answer to give anyone ever it doesn't it doesn't matter who the fuck you are you never know and this is the problem i have when you go to a a psychiatrist or psychologist Even when you are in therapy and you're giving all of the, say you're giving every, I shouldn't say every, no one ever gives every detail of every situation. Right. Okay. You should never be saying you, you should or shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. When it comes to your personal marriage. Right. Okay. You, what pisses me off is you have literally stood in front of 300 people and made a commitment to that person that said, hey, no matter what, I've got your back. Right. And that person has also said that to you. Now, if it's one of those things when that – if that person doesn't have your back because you're trying to do something wrong, that's one thing. Well, when in, you're just in this be-
0: case, the guy was wanting to grow and develop and be a better person, and his wife didn't have his back.
1: Better person it, uh, according to him? Yeah, that could, that's subjective. Yeah, you're right. It is that's subjective. You're right. You know, if, if for him that I mean that this is an extreme example, and I'm only saying this because it's an extreme example. Say they were both Christians, and he was like, "No, I'm moving forward, and I don't believe in that. And I think we should be doing this." You know, that this is an extreme example, but I'm just saying in his mind that's better. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and ultimately, and, and, and ultimately, it could have been a hundred other things. It's going to be.
0: Subject to interpretation, right? He's wanting to be a better person. She's yeah. not. She may have a different definition of exactly. what's a better person. right? Exactly. You shouldn't so, be
1: at a fucking seminar right. and telling someone to get divorced because your opinion of their relationship that you know literally fucking nothing about is to get divorced so you could do better, bro. Well, no. So, again. I don't care. I'm, really, I'm not, I see the, the snide no, smile on Mitch's face.
0: The, the full context with that particular one was she had asked him for a divorce like right before they left. And so he was willing to put in the work and do whatever it took to stay, but he's also wanting to be a better person. And that's where David Goggins was saying like, if she's asking you for it and you're wanting to move on and be a better person and you're you're self-admittedly saying she's wanting to remain stagnant and she's the one asking for the divorce, like fuck it because you're just going to waste time and yeah. waste effort, right? You've so, just
1: you just made my point. So my point was he didn't have all the information. Well, I also didn't have all the information. Correct. I, I, so I, you get what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so no matter what, my point, my entire point is don't let people manipulate your decision until they or you have all the information right. regarding the actual situation. So let me give more information to the whole thing. Um, yeah, man. Mitchell gives me a lot of halves. Well, he gives me a lot of halves. You interrupt for this me show. enough,
0: too. First off, <laughs> you were completely done and moved the fuck on. So there was another guy that asked a very similar situation, right? He's not getting the support he needs from his wife. However, uh, his was completely different. His wife got hit in the head with a hockey puck like a few months ago, and her behavior's been dramatically different ever since, yeah,
1: right? She has a TBI. What's TBI? Traumatic brain injury.
0: Okay. Um, so... Mr. Graham. Okay. Um, so, uh... David Goggins takes a completely different stance there. He went full on, like... You made a promise to her. You gotta stick with her. Sickness and in health. Yeah. She's not healthy. Right? Damn right. So, um... Um, yeah, it is, you know, it's kind of hard to remember exactly everything as it happened. But there was one guy where their relationship wasn't working out and he's wanting to pursue bigger and better things and she's wanting to remain stagnant and she requested the divorce and David Goggins is like, fuck her, right? And then there's the other guy where he's struggling with his relationship and uh, it's it's due to a brain injury and David Goggins is like, fuck you. You got to stay with her. Right. So he's like, that's like, he's, he's hard, but he's pretty fair. Right. He's, he's very understanding of being able to see all that stuff. So, um, it was just kind of interesting, like yet again, another person that was defaulting back to the the relationship side of things. So then, um, then I get home, right. And, and I'm coming home and the first thing I want to do is apologize to my son for seeing all this stuff, right? Because everything was so fresh before um before I left.
1: It's hard when when an emotional moment happens, everything's raw. Right. Like everything's raw. Your filter is cut to zero. Yeah. Because you are just on edge. So no matter what happens, the first thing that you just spout whatever the fuck you want or you do whatever you want. Well so I don't I don't really have the
0: like potential or <clears throat> propensity or whatever to like I don't I don't say something that I'm going to regret um i I still even as angry as I can be, I still do a really good job of choosing my words wisely and never i i don 't want to make a permanent decision on temporary conditions right so um i didn 't say anything that night that I regret
1: not me, I burn every bridge,
0: yeah flame
1: I, on bitch i didn 't do <laughs> every that every one of them i mean I said some like <laughs> not, i mean in, in other situations
0: but... in the argument, I said some hard things, but it wasn't it wasn 't anything that I would regret saying. So, um, anyway, I come home and, um, ironically, I had to meet my son at the fucking hospital because literally I'm driving home from the airport and my wife calls and my kid got bit by a dog in the face. (laughs) And so she's taken to the hospital. So it's like, there's always
1: a lot of drama at the Smithley household. (laughs) Always. It doesn't matter when the fuck it is. Yeah.
0: So I meet him at the, and he's not like seriously hurt or anything. The hospital was more of a formality than anything else. So yeah, um, you just
1: gotta get him checked out.
0: Yeah. And so I meet him there. He's chill. And so we go off and we leave there and we go get some ice cream. And uh, he wanted to ride in my truck on the way to the, you know, we drove separate, right? Yeah. She drove in the hospital. I came straight from, there from the airport. So um, he jumps in my truck. And the first thing I do, like, we don't even, the doors don't even get closed. And I'm like, hey, buddy, <laughs> I want to talk to you about Wednesday night.
1: And he's like, Dad. Dick, I just got bit in the face. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, to no, no. Talk to you. <laughs> he
0: He was like, "What do you want to talk about?" And I'm like, "I want to apologize because what you saw from me is not what you need to see from your father. And uh I'm supposed to be the guy that's teaching you how to react in those situations, and what I showed you was not good teaching, right? And here my fucking 10-year-old is like, "Dad, I understand." I know exactly what it feels like to be so angry you can't control your emotions. I know exactly what it feels like to be yeah. so angry you've got to hit something.
1: Yeah, Grant's pretty – he's on. He's, he's on a, like me. He's right.
0: emotional. He's on the edge all Which the time. makes I, – I just thought of this. He said, I know exactly what it feels like when you're so angry you have to punch your wall and put a hole in your wall. And I'm like – you have a hole in your wall. He's like, yeah, I'll show you when I get home. And, and the fucker <laughs> never showed me where they are. Yeah, he's. I, I just remembered that. Like, I gotta go. He's got a hole in his room somewhere. He's got
1: fucking posters up in there. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's like 17 walls.
0: So. Oh man. Like ultimately, I don't know where this thing goes,
1: and there's really no moral of the story, right? Um, the more yes, there is. The, the moral of the story is, we all have issues that we have to deal with. Right. Right. And it's easier to get them out in the open and talk about them and realize that, hey, other people – it is easier for people to step back and look at themselves when they realize other people are going through the same issues. Yeah. And, and they realize it's hard for them. So it makes it easier for them to step outside of themselves and say, hey, okay, this is where I'm wrong. How can I fix this? Right. What can I do differently? I know other people deal with this. Do I need therapy? Do I need to just talk to a friend of mine for ten fucking minutes? Yeah, you know, what do I need to do to make myself better in this situation? right you know yeah, mitch it's... knows me i'm it, I mean i dude, when I was twenty, you couldn't i mean no one could fucking stop me. My emotions were a motherfucking roller coaster. I tried to kill Mitch one time, and the only reason he didn't go to the hospital is because there was another friend of ours there that stopped me from doing it. I mean, literally, I would tear doors off the hinges. I would kick dents in motherfuckers' cars. I did not give a shit. Right. And I did not know how to control those things. And if—it's no one's fault but my own. But if I had had— Someone say to me maybe, hey, dude, you need to be able to stop, step outside of yourself, and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Right. A, a, a huge percentage of my life could have been different. Right. You know? Right. I mean, I, I do I know that for a fact? No. But I think maybe it would have made a difference. Right.
0: Yeah. The, about the, At this point right here, the, about the only things I know is I have a bunch of work to do. And I've got a 10 year old to put me in check. Right. Call me down. Um, And then while I was gone in Texas, my oldest son came home for a day or two because he had a uh, he had like a doctor's appointment or something to go to. So he comes home. This door in the hallway is right across from his bedroom door. And he obviously he sees the hole in the door and he's like, what happened? And so somebody told him. Right. I get a text from him. How, hey, dude. How are your knuckles? Right? <laughs> how are
1: your knuckles, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
0: this isn't even shielded or sheltered from my oldest son that wasn't even here, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, I got some work to do, right? Um, It is step six, like, through and through and through. Yeah. Evaluate performance, make adjustments, and improve, right? So, um, and and ironically, a lot of those steps that we talk about, they work in business and they work in personal. So... My performance was absolutely shitty I've got to make some adjustments and I've got to get a lot better so um, the, the the main purpose of why we wanted to talk with you guys about this is because it is fucking real it's real life right and and we don't want to sit here and act like we're better than anybody or we're different than anybody or we're on some kind of different level than anybody we may be further in business than some of you however that doesn't mean we're better or we have better relationships or anything else um about the only difference is we on the business side of things we recognize we recognize things a little bit easier, right
1: yeah, and so. I mean you know it's it's weird, I don't know what it is with construction workers in general, like i' and I'm not talking about Mitch, I'm talking about myself here. Construction workers, whether it be concrete guys or framers or, you know, heating, cooling, new construction guys, for some reason we have a tendency to be – I know we're late. We have a tendency to be a little off kilter. Right. You know, I don't know if it's from upbringing. I don't know if it's our personalities. I don't know if it's because we're full of piss and vinegar and that's what it takes to do those fucking jobs because – I mean, framers are made of a different, you know, they're just made of different stuff. Right. You've got to be tough as shit to be a framer. And I think, and I'm not going to say all of them, but I would, I would venture to say at least 60 to 70% of us are a little, we are just, our emotions are different. Right. The way we handle ourselves are different. We are rougher as a, as a general rule of thumb. Yep. How this, does how does that come to fruition? I don't know.
0: It rolls right into what the next show we're planning on to record
1: tonight is about.
0: Oh, about how you raise your kids. About how you raise your kids.
1: I so. mean, I you know I thought that too, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. My dad's baby shit soft, and my mom was, you know, I just I I I don't know. I, I just I know that when I see guys struggle, and I. When I say struggle, I mean, you know, drink too much, do drugs too much, do things. You know, we're a different breed. Right. It just it's just how it is, and that's how we are. Not all of us. Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to say we're all that way because we're not. Right. You know, especially the guys that run crews and lead crews and that start crews. They're not that way. Right. But the guys that are really turning the wrenches and swinging the hammers, we are that way, and we need. We need more self-evaluation and therapy and um, realization, you know, more than anybody. And I I don't know, like myself as an example. Mitch knows me. I'm rough. I was rough as shit. When did I turn the corner? I couldn't even fucking tell you. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I mean, was it? I I think personally it was when Janine and I got married. I mean, I had a woman, a strong woman to straighten me out. I think right. for me, that was it. But I know lots of guys that aren't married that got straight. Was it they got older and just realized? Was it... Well, and, and I, some know, of I it... Just,
0: I, I just don't know. Some of it has to do, too, with when you hit your maturity peak, right? So, like, there there are some people that shouldn't be married, regardless of the commitment that they oh, made yeah, to g- each agreed, other. Oh, yeah. Agreed. 100%. Right? There, there are some people where... Um, a guy marries a shitball girl or a girl marries a shitball dude and they're doing the world not only themselves, but they're doing the world an injustice by staying married simply because they quote unquote made a promise to each other, right? Um and I think with technology, like I think one of the reasons divorce rates are so high, uh for one, people give up way too easy. But for two, um With technology moving at the speed that it does and people having access to information that they do, I think it's highly possible for people to grow apart in today's society much faster or much more often than in the olden days, right? In the the 40s and 50s, when technology was moving very slowly, it was... couples were receiving the same messages
1: keeping up with the joneses doesn't just have to do with money right it can have to do with relationships and technology like you just said plays a big part of that
0: yeah yeah and so um you you can i i think it's very realistic to have people that naturally grow apart from each other and it doesn't mean they hate each other right like this whole fight with my wife and i she she was mad at me i wasn't mad at her I I was mad at myself, right? Yeah. So um you know, let's say worst case scenario, things don't work out, right? It'll be a fairly amicable thing. Um
1: yeah, too crazy separating. It's, well, <laughs> it's, it, it,
0: if it doesn't work out, it would end up being two people that just grew apart from each other, right? It's no one cheated on anybody, no one went out on anybody, no one had ulterior motives. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna completely disagree with you. Yeah, because I have known both of you for so long. It's amazing how much like you got. You think you're way different than you were when you were 24. You're not. Right. Danielle is the exact same way she was when you guys got married. Could be. It's, And I only bring that up to say just just because you think you're different doesn't mean you are. Right. Sometimes people change. Most of the time people don't. Right. So if she hasn't changed and you haven't changed, what's changed? Your perspective of reality. That's what's changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Could be perspective of reality or it could be something about like your goals in life or, or you know, whatever or, the case may be.
1: Or it could be because you refuse to grow together. You're growing left. She's growing right. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're different people.
0: Right, right. It's just growing apart.
1: Yes. And I I say that because if it only takes... I say this for everybody else, not you. It only takes a little bit of effort. We talk about this all the time, about effort. It only takes a little bit of effort to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and to make the effort to stay together. Right. Or to, not necessarily to stay together, but to to move towards the same goal. Right. Let's be honest. You both have the same goal. You both want to be successful. You both want to raise two great boys. And you both want to retire and not be broke. I mean, let's be honest. Those are, I mean, those are probably your three great values. Right. I mean, am I wrong? Are those close to what you think you should be doing?
0: I don't know. And I don't want to say, like, I don't know, like I'm clueless. Like, those are conversations that we have to have, right? Yeah. About exactly identifying what's your goal versus what's my goal and are we – are we synonymous in both the goals and the plan for how to get
1: there? Yeah. And right. when people get older, you know, sometimes the real problem is they quit communicating with each other. Right. About specific things that I don't think that's your guys's case. I right. think, you know, but a lot of, you know, people I've talked to and friends of mine, they're just like, you know, we just don't, you know, when you get married, all you talk about is your goals. What are we going to do? We're going to buy a house how are we going to get retirement? We're going to do this. Right. How are we going to have kids? We're going, we're going to do kids. this. Right. We're going to do this. And then when all those things happen, you just kind of run the train. You know, right. you run the course. You're like, this is just where we're at. This is what we're going to, yeah. you know, keep doing.
0: House, kids and career. And once that's set up,
1: then it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Now I got to work on. So us. do we need to work on our interests together? Do we need to work on, look, all your interests don't have to be the same, but right. you need to have a couple. Right. You know, How do we get to this point? Do you want to do this together? You know, and this is a big problem when people get older, their kids move out and they have their own families and it's just you two fuckers stuck together and you're like, Your interests were your kids. I haven't talked to you in 25 years. What do you want to do? Yeah. You know? Who are
0: you other than... The transporter of children. Yeah. And the organizer of yeah. sports schedules.
1: And I haven't had, like, just, you know, we talk about mentors all the time. I haven't had a, t- a ton of mentors, um, married couple mentors that I, like, you know, really looked up to. I mean, my mom and dad were divorced. Right. So my mentors that stuck together were, like, your parents are still together. Right. You know? And I mean, right. I was, like, their third son. Right. You know? And then I think of my in-laws. You know? It's just, like... Man, all these people stuck together. How the fuck are they doing it? Right. You know, what are they talking about? What are they doing together? Yeah. Is it business? Is it, is it interests? Is it, is it whatever? And we, that gets back to the communication thing of, you know, people as they get older, they're not just afraid to communicate with their wives, but they're afraid to communicate with especially men, other men. You know, you're not asking your dad, hey, dad, how do you feel about this? Right. What did you and mom talk about? Right. You know, where were you guys at where I'm at now? Right. You right. know, how did we get there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and some of that, like, you're right. I haven't I haven't watched, I mean, this is the first time I've talked about it, other than the phone call we've had with you, um, or I had with you while I was in Texas. But the, um, I don't know, for some reason, I don't really feel like there's a ton of info I would get from my dad on that. And And I think it's just because, I picture myself in a times being so much different now than they were when my dad was my age or married, like at this position in marriage, you know? um,
1: I, I get that, but you know what? They're still together now in the same time. We're all living in the same time. So they're still talking to each other. Oh yeah. They're still doing things and they're still, you know, and, and when you guys moved out, you know, and, you know, had kids and got married and this and that, they were still together. And let's be honest, they've had some tribulations. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, not in necessarily in their marriage, but just in life. Yep. You know, I just, I bring them up because they're a good example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I look up to them. Right. You know, they've been married forever. I'm, you know, and I don't you've know. you got s-
0: me, I'm going to have to bring out the calculator because you've got me wondering.
1: I mean, I don't, I, I just, I don't know a lot of, you know, married people that have been married for that long that I'm close with. You know, so when I think of, you know, people, I just said this, but they're, they're just afraid to ask other people, Hey, what did you go through? Right. What were your problems? You know, because it's, it's a loaded question and lots of people don't want to answer it. And then you feel embarrassed. If you ask it, you feel embarrassed. If you answer it, you just, I mean, it's tough. I'm, I'm trying what to are use, you doing
0: I'm trying to do some math here holy to figure shit out how this long, show
1: is at 1.30
0: I know I'm trying to do some math here to figure out how long they've been married um
1: well you're 40 so 40 and your so dad they got, is six, uh, they got they were my dad was
0: born in 55 they got married at 18 so that would have been 73 so 2022 25 minus 1973 uh, 35 whoa, 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 45
1: I, I, 47 years
0: yeah so married forty seven years.
1: How about that? Did you see that?
0: Uh, you know, if you ever get l- let big... let me double check that.
1: If you ever get big and you need someone to run numbers for you in an office that's like at a bourbon bar. How about
0: forty nine years?
1: Oh man, <laughs> damn! Oh, it's twenty twenty two. So they've been married forty nine years. I just went to twenty. Right. <laughs> that's a pretty long time. Yeah, and they've done something right. Right. First off, your dad still hasn't got back to me with my home fucking quotes yet on my insurance.
0: Oh that's funny. I, I I got a funny I got a funny text to give you about that too.
1: <laughs> this so, fucking guy. Yeah. God damn it. His his secretary called me like two days ago and she's like, Oh hey, I need Janine's car info. I was like, Oh yeah, you know what? You're right, I didn't call you. I gave it to her. Well, Terry's gonna be out of town and he's he, or Terry. Vic's gonna be out of town. He's gonna be out of town on Monday and he'll probably call you well, t- today's Tuesday. So yeah. <laughs> I mean this has been three fucking weeks ago. Yeah. That's <laughs> Fucking old it's Vic. Part of it. Fucking Vic.
0: So, um, you got to wrap it up, Mitch.
1: We're yeah. One thirty. I, I don't
0: really know how to wrap this up, other than we wanted to take an opportunity to share with everybody that real shit happens, even with us, and we don't always have all the answers. So, um,
1: communication. I, I, I
0: will say this: if anybody has any, I'm a book reader. And I tend to absorb quite a bit out of books. So if anybody has any good books to read or anything like that along these lines, I would take all of your advice you got. So um, uh, uh, other than that, until next time, guys, have a great week. And uh, we want to do whatever we can to keep bringing you real shit. So this was a pretty real episode. So yeah. we will uh, we will catch up with you guys later. Love you guys. See ya.